Welcome to Anything and Everything. I'm Stephen Arjente and every week I like to sit down with a guest for an hour or so to talk about anything and everything under the sun. Our guest for this episode is the evermost bubbly Miss Caitlin Buendia. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode. For tonight, our guest is one of my very dear friends. Again, I've said this in a podcast before, but all of my friends are very dear to me. But she's different. She is such a ray of sunshine. She's so sweet. She's so bubbly. She's like one of the sweetest. She's one like like one of the sweetest people I know. Like she's so <laughs> sweet, and I love her. I lo- I truly do. She's so sweet, you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Caitlin Buendia. Hey, Caitlin. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm excited to be on this podcast. I know you have a lot of very dear friends, as you I said. I do. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. You're one of them. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm so excited to have you on this podcast because, you know, we haven't known each other that long, but mm-hmm. like... We have our moments. You get what I mean? But yeah. like, it was, I'm just so like excited. I'm really excited for you to be on here. This is going to be such an amazing episode. I can already tell. So let's start with a simple question, right? Um, this is kind of like a staple question that I ask all of my friends who guest in the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. The question is, when did we first meet or how did we first meet? Like, do you remember how we first met? Because um, I don't. Like, Honestly? <laughs> I don't I think, remember. Yeah, I think we've had a series of like minor meetings. Minor interactions, you know? yeah. Yes, but I think we only ever got to really talk when you got me for your focus group discussion. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, that one time when you were, yes. oh my God, you were so nene then. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it's, it's true. true. <laughs> she looked so young and fresh, and like she looked like she was stress free and everything. She was like she looked like she was ready to conquer the world, but now she's was, she's, she's conquering yeah. the world now. Oh, getting I hope there. So world you domination. Are, you are world domination, of course. Female empowerment. But yeah, <laughs> um, I think I think the I would say that we we did have like a lot of minor interactions and I feel like I said it would be because of like either I would pick Sam or Rain up at the booth and then yes. you'd be there and then she'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is Caitlin. And I'd be like, hi, it's so nice to meet you. And then like yes. we'd end up, basically it's just in passing, mm-hmm. but definitely over the pandemic, we started to get, to get closer right yes. like yeah it's we we all happened. it's very interesting it it's it started how did it start by the way um i think the first video call i had with you was back in january i think so after yeah. after i watched some anime with lucien and ellie yeah. and shannon yeah yeah and then i got on call and then we started talking and we realized that we knew each other and yes. we were like girl i know her and it's like that spider-man meme where they just point at each other oh yeah. like that like i thought you were gonna say like the spider senses like oh that could be like the me. thing too. that could be the thing too, <laughs> right why not so yeah. i think that's such a cute precious moment like i think it's so sweet and so endearing and like my next question for you would be like because I know we've had our moments. We've had our moments. Because mm-hmm. I definitely can think of one. Like, what is your favorite Stephen Caitlin memory? This is another um, staple question. But what okay. is your favorite Stephen Caitlin memory? Um, I think from before we started really hanging out, it was still yeah. when we were in La Salle. Yeah. I auditioned, and you were one of the judges. <laughs> I auditioned for an oh, event yeah. to perform, yeah. and then oh I sang god. a Broadway song. I yeah. sang "Journey to the Past," and you were like, yeah. "Oh my god, I love this song!" Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. But yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god, that was for um, I think it was for Gawad Media. Yeah, yes. 
Oh my yes, God. I was like, yeah. oh, he's so nice. No, because it was so good. You sang so well. And you do oh, sing, right? You. you sing. Yes, I do. Yes. And um, from what I know, it's your dream to become an actress, right? Yes, yes. Actually, it is. So tell us more about that. Like, when did you start thinking like, oh, this is the career path that I want. This is the, yeah. this is the vision. When <laughs> Very big dreams. Happen? Yeah. Um. I think it started in high school. I uh, In second year, I got the lead part to a musical, but I had to give it up so that I can focus on my grades. And then I ended up regretting it. I was like, um, in third year, I was watching the Tonys, I remember. I was watching yeah. the Tonys on TV. Uh-huh. And then I saw a performance of um, Unchained Melody from Ghost the Musical, and I was like, oh uh-huh. my gosh. That was like the eureka moment for me i was like that's what i want to do for the rest of my life you know it's pretty because i've as you know i'm also a, a big broadway geek but i've never heard of i haven't heard of a lot of stuff I've, I've certainly heard of the pop the more popular stuff like of course we have hamilton mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and staples yes. and mm-hmm. wicked and you of know course. the works and all of that so you, from what I understand, you actually um, auditioned before. Um, you went on an for, audition for a casting yes. call. Yes. Yes. What was that part for? Um, I've had a few. I've auditioned. My very first formal audition was for Miss Saigon. Ooh. And they were like looking for a camera. It was really just um for experience. I knew like the caliber of other people would be like way beyond my reach. Yeah. Yes, but, you know, I just wanted to experience it. I was there for, like, eight hours, just waiting to be called in. Just the experience? Okay. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it was really a, a learning curve. It's yeah, really but interesting, the audition process. When you, when you, because um, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the audition process, because from what I know, um, of course, they make you wait, because there's going to be, like, um, mm-hmm. a queue, right, yes. of people who are going to audition. And then I know at least in my head, what I think mm-hmm. is you walk out onto the stage and then mm-hmm. you sing a song or you act out a scene, right? So what yes. did you do for Miss Saigon? Um, for Miss Saigon, usually what happens during auditions is that they release online, like the papers and the forms you need to fill out. And yeah. then you submit it when you get there on the day itself. And mm-hmm. then they give you like a number mm-hmm. so that, you, you know, uh, you can queue yourself up. And then for, this was for Atlantis, I think. I think Atlantis was handling it or it was yeah. just their venue. Mm-hmm. Um, they made me wait for a while because there were so many people. I mean, it's Miss Saigon. It is Miss Saigon, of course. Yes. Um, and then when I got there, they took us in batches and then we went upstairs in batches and then we just entered like a studio. It looked like a dance studio, but you know, mm. they they had a panel there. Yeah. And the casting director was there. And they were like, um, choose a song from the musical that you want to sing. And then okay. they made me choose which part as well. Usually they ask for 16 bars, which is like a verse and a chorus. Yeah. Usually. So I so, sang yeah. uh, last night of the world is that what it's called last night of the world yeah i think it is last night of the world yes but yeah i'm not i'm i didn't i didn't really get into miss saigon i don't know why but it never mm-hmm. really felt with me maybe i should revisit it now that i'm older and give it a quick you listen should. Yes, right it's beautiful it's beautiful so aside beautiful. from aside from miss saigon what else have you auditioned for i auditioned for waitress once uh, oh the, the Atlantis, yes. I watched um, of that. course, yes. It was so good. It was so good. Oh my I didn't God. know that they were going to cast Joanna Ampil. Otherwise, I would have been like, uh, okay, I'm not going to get my hopes up because it's Joanna Ampil. Joanna Ampil, <laughs> but, of course, yeah. Yeah, but um, I got there and I was really, like, this was a part that I knew I really, really wanted. Yeah. Like Jenna, I auditioned for Jenna. Yeah. And um, it was the first real like heartbreak when I didn't get called oh, back. Oh no. Yeah, but you know, I was like, Joanna until I get it now. She it's fine. It. She, she yes. got it. <laughs> she wanted, she got it. But for me with the waitress musical, my favorite um 
she's kind of like a show stealer to a point. Miss Between mm-hmm. Escalante. Yes. Oh my goodness. She's she was so oh my good. God. Ridiculously so, so talented. Good. Yeah. Oh my god, she was so good. Like when she I, sang um I didn't plan it. Oh my goodness. Uh-oh. Just stars yeah. aligned. Same, same thoughts. And it's just like it's so especially I, I really like the the way things are happening with um Philippine theater. Mm-hmm. Like we are getting these kind of like Western stories, mm-hmm. but we're casting Filipino actors in them. Instead of, of course, like because yes. you know when Wicked comes to Manila or like when mm-hmm. Lion King comes to Manila, people flock to see them. Cause mm-hmm. it's like an international yeah. cast, right? And mm-hmm. it's more expensive it's and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's their tour. But I really like the narrative that um it gives Philippine theater when we acquire the rights to produce it and we yes. just cast Filipino members, Filipino yes. people. I yeah. Because really, like, um, it shows like, how much shows how yes. much, yeah. Sorry, continue. It shows how much um we can match the that level of talent. That's you know, true. it's not just Western. Like we have our own homegrown talent that needs to be like shined under the spotlight. That's true. And these stories, at least the ones that have been like produced here, these stories that that came from Western like ideals and all that kind of stuff don't necessarily require white people in them. So mm-hmm. it's basically like a, mm-hmm. why do. not, right? It's like a, mm-hmm. we can do it, why can't we, right? And I really love that. Yes, story. like the, yeah, like the ethnicity doesn't affect the story. That's true. Anyway, so like, exactly. why not? True. Um, another thing that I really loved was I think it was also from Atlantis, or maybe it was Nine Works. I'm not sure, but Kinky Boots, the musical. Oh my goodness! I I, I regret not watching that. Girl, I watched no, it. I and love the song. I forgot the I forgot who um Lola was, but I forgot who Lola was cast. But, um, the actor? Yeah. Wasn't it like Nueva Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was Nueva yes. And mm-hmm. he was so good in it. And I didn't even know that he could sing that well. I know, like, it was different amazing. caliber. It was amazing. Yes. And, like, being a gay man, I was mm-hmm. crying in the theater. I can like, imagine. Uh, I was crying in the theater. And... Even after it was done, I was still crying, and my mom was just like com- comforting me. And like, <laughs> it's okay. I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was gonna be that heavy. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay, mom. It's, it's fine. Beautiful. It's, beautiful. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jesus Christ. Favorite song from Kinky Boots though is, of course, Land of Lola. It's For oh me. my goodness. It's so much. Land of Lola. There's so much emotion. That's true. So. Let's play a little game, right? Okay. I'm going to name um, a Broadway show. And then you're going to tell me if you're familiar with it or you're not familiar with it. And um, what is your favorite song from oh, sure. that musical? Okay. So okay. let's start this game. I'm very excited. So let's start with, right off the bat, Tony Award winning, Dear Evan Hansen. Ooh, uh... Wow. Waving through a window is, it just doesn't get old in my that's, opinion. That's true. Um, there are times, there there have been multiple accounts of me trying to sing the high notes in the shower and failing. <laughs> like, I get so loud in the shower. Like It's it's a fun song, though. It's a really fun song. And, like, just, I, yeah. can't, I can't, like, I, I've seen Ben Platt, like, perform it. Yes. And, like, when mm-hmm. he sings... See the nerd, the vein on his neck, like straining, yes. and I'm just like, doesn't that hurt? <laughs> and then my next thought is like, how do I do that? How does he do that? How does he do that? <laughs> and like a little sidetrack with mm-hmm. Ben Platt, um, I recently discovered his. I think I'm not sure if it's still his latest album or if he's released a new one, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I forgot the title of um, the album, but it's 
it's really good and uh, I think I think the title was Sing to Me Instead and oh um, yes yeah it was it's, it's such a sweet album it's so it soothing is. it's so it's calming it's just him singing yeah and it's like you it's just like want to keep listening you yeah yes it's, he's coming up with something new he, like he just I think it just got released yesterday or the other day oh he has a new song called Imagine Imagine but yes. so far Grow As We Go just definitely tans down one. really you I'm should listen, listen to, it. to it yes listen to it it's so beautiful I'm not gonna sing any of it because like I can't sing to save my life I'm not gonna <laughs> sing I'm not gonna sing at all I'm not gonna force right. you let's start with our next musical we're gonna go with Waitress Waitress oh I love Waitress so much and it's so close to my heart same but um, of course when he sees me a crowd favorite but I do love Bad Idea it's one of my favorite go-to songs like I just love singing it yeah um for me, I'm I I like sad songs. I love sad songs. Oh, no. uh-huh. I really do love sad songs. So for me, it's she used to be mine. Yes, the showstopper, of course. Like, of course, it's just of course. Oh my God, it's and like when Joanna and Bill sang it, like you could feel the emotions like vibrating off of this. It was stage. so powerful. It was so it's powerful. Just, I was like one of the highest seat so it was pretty far yeah. but I felt everything just right? the power and like that's the one thing I like about the RCBC theater mm-hmm. it's it's big enough but it's also mm-hmm. small and it's intimate. It, it's intimate it creates a more mm-hmm. intimate vibe and like yes. kind of like PETA right true true yeah um, let's go for our next musical we're gonna go with Wicked Wicked. Oh my. Uh, I think my favorite to watch and to listen to is No Good Deed. Oh my God, same. That's my thing. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, because it's just like unbelievable. It's an unbelievable song. Yeah, basically the song, for our listeners who are not going to be listening to Wicked or any of these musicals that we are um, Mm -hmm. talking about, number one, Shame on you. I'm disappointed. But number two, No Good Deed is basically like a song that resonates. I tried to help you, but you fucked me over. So fuck you. I'm not going to help you anymore. Fuck you. That's that it. is it's, the vibe. That is the vibe of the song, right? Yes. And like, mm. I would say I watched Wicked twice. And um, Jesus, I just, it's, it's. It's my favorite musical, like of all time. Of course. Oh, of all okay. time. I'm so sorry. It's, it, I sound no, so it's fine. That's like, a good like, choice. I love Wicked. And like, Wicked is kind of like my reputation era in terms of Taylor Swift <laughs> language. Kind of angsty. Kind of mm-hmm. angsty, kind of like evil. And like, you will, like, I learned, I learned that from an early age because I watched it when I was like, I don't know. 13, 14? I think I watched that run too when they were here. Yeah, when they were CCP. here. Yes, yeah. I watched that. I watched it. And um, the thing is, it's like, I learned very early on that at some point, at some point, you will always be the bad guy in some other person's narrative. And you should just learn yes. to, you should just learn to live your life and not mm-hmm. care about what others would say because... Mm-hmm. You, know, you know it's if like, they're irrelevant they should stay irrelevant that that's true and if you know that because we're, we're we're all not perfect we make mistakes and yes you've made a mistake and you've grown past it but people still hyper fixate on that mistake mm-hmm. and that says more about their character than yours exactly you know people change and grow exactly and you don't have to explain yourself to anybody you don't have to Mm -hmm. justify anything you Mm -hmm. don't have to make them understand anything let them think what they want to think but the truth will always prevail i genuinely believe that right perfect Mm -hmm. our next (laughs) musical for tonight is gonna be hades town what do you think of hades town Hades Town, uh, it gets a lot of flack from um, some traditional 
Broadway conservatives, but yeah. I love it. I love the feel and the vibe, the bluesy yeah. New Orleans vibe. Um, I think my favorite song would be Flowers. That's um, such a sad song. It is, but just just listening to Eva Nogazada singing in like a quiet but powerful manner that only yeah. she can pull off, it's just it's haunting and just so calming as well. That is true. It's it's very um foreboding kind of. Is oh, beautiful. How about For you? For me though, um no shit. Um, for me, it's gonna be all of the epics, yes. epics one, two, and three. Yes. Um, all I I can't I can't pick just one, so I'm gonna pick like three. Okay, go for it. I count I count all of the epics as one. So epics, <laughs> all I've ever known, and all I've ever known. Um, mm-hmm. wait for me the. Reprise. Yes. Reprise? Oh my reprise. gosh. Reprise? Yes. Reprise. Reprise. I think it's reprise. I say reprise. I think so. <laughs> we, let's look that up. Let's ask Miriam Let's yeah. Let's let's <laughs> let's check Google later. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love Hades Town. I remember I was in Taiwan uh, like I think this was twenty nineteen. Yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. we had no traveling yes. in twenty twenty. Um, I was in Taiwan and that's all that I was listening to. And we had like uh, a six hour, an eight hour bus ride from the train station to the lake where we (laughs) stayed at. Because there's this lake in the heart of Taiwan and it's very nice. Everyone should, you guys should visit Taiwan and it's called Sun Moon Lake. But anyway, off tangent. Um. I felt the mood so much that like I was on the window side of the the bus. Oh, yes. And I was in just a listening country. in a different country. <laughs> and I was listening to Hades Town. And then like um she starts singing like, I'm coming away for me. And then yes. you could feel and then the, the lights start passing. And mm-hmm. I vividly remember this because like the street lights were passing on beat. Oh my gosh. That I know. so hard hitting. I know. It felt like I was in a music video. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm Eurydice. <laughs> Never know. No, no. Let's like, not. Maybe I'm destined to like disappear forever. <laughs> and like from your lover. From my lover. And like I've I've talked to some of my other friends about Hades Town before. And I keep telling them, like, oh, it's a retelling of the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them that like, and then eventually in the end, Eurydice dies. And they're like, what the fuck? Stop spoiling. And I'm like, how have you not heard the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice? It's like, an old song. It's an old song. It's an <laughs> old tale. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And like, that was the, also another thing. <laughs> I was, um, I have this friend, um, I forgot her name. She's not relevant anymore in my life, but I'm I'm thankful that she passed by. Mm -hmm. And it was around the time that Hamilton started getting traction. And Mm -hmm. I told her like, oh my God, the scene where, um, because I I watched bootlegs before. So sorry. We had no other way to watch it. (laughs) So sorry. If I could go to New York, I would, but like, we can't right now so i'm so sorry but um when i when i was i was making cuento to her and like she was she was interested because in hamilton and i was telling mm-hmm. him like oh my god i'm so excited for hamilton i watched i watched the bootleg i'm waiting for the soundtrack to be released and mm-hmm. um i love the part where hamilton dies and she was like dude what the hell you just spoiled the thing for me and i'm like what did you think he was gonna live forever <laughs> How old do you think Hamilton Hamilton would be? (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. There are truly some dumb people in the world. Truly, truly. Yeah. It's kind of unavoidable. Kind of unavoidable, (laughs) you know? All right. Um, But yeah, let's go next to Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, I think you know mine. I keep singing it every single time. 
Honestly, I might not know. I'm pretty sure <laughs> but, you know. Okay. It's, it's always the one that every time it plays, I have to stop everything that I'm doing and start rapping. Is it satisfied? It is satisfied. Okay. Of course. I of mean, course. that song. It's, it's <laughs> brilliant. Satisfied. It's so empowering. It's so powerful, yes. yet so heartbreaking. It and like, so I just love it. I just love it. What's your What's your favorite song? My favorite song from Hamilton yeah. is Wait For It. Of course, Wait it's, For It. Um, yes, I don't know. It really speaks to me. Yeah. And I think it's such an important song in the musical because we get to hear Burr's side. You know, we get to yeah. understand of him. Course. It really yeah. humanizes him. I think it's so amazing. Um, Another thing for me, though, is this is kind of cliche, but who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Of course, it's it's so heavy. It is so heavy. <laughs> and just and that I concept. Love it. Exactly. And I love it mostly because it's told from the point of view of um, Elizabeth Schuyler. Yes. And, and I love that they said that the thing that she was most proud of, like she's had so many accomplishments. Like her resume mm-hmm. is insane. She's yes. done so many stuff. She's interviewed all of the soldiers that mm-hmm. Hamilton fought alongside with. She told their stories. She made like, she wrote, basically she told the stories of war heroes. Yes. People who freed the, who, who lived and died and mm-hmm. for, the, for the freedom of America and all that kind of stuff. And yet almost forgotten. Exactly, yet almost forgotten. And I love that the thing that she's most proud of is the orphanage that she established the first orphanage in america the orphanage just tears just tears i know and like when she sings like can i show you what i'm most proud of (laughs) and then the chorus just starts singing like and they're all just like standing still like there was no movement at all and there was no movement needed at all Mm -hmm. it was just that powerful just emotion yeah Mm -hmm. It was so good. I loved it. I loved it so much. Anyway, yeah. on lighter news, let's go for um, Legally Blonde. Let's go for Legally Blonde. Oh my God, Legally Blonde. Oh my goodness, what is my favorite song from there? I think either the last Legally Blonde where she you know, comes back and like uh, the, the really upbeat one. They're, oh yeah, the, the last legally blonde. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or take it like a man. With Emmett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because that's what the movie really lacked. You know, that's, Emmett was yeah, kind of yeah, just yeah, yeah. this guy. Yeah, he just kind of like disappeared into the background. Yes, and yeah. but with this, you know, it makes sense. Like, yeah. they fall in love, they make a bond. Yeah, there's like a genuine, real connection. Yes. And it's like. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love I, I have to say though with uh, Take It Like a Man I really love I, with Legally Blonde in general I love mm-hmm. the comedic timing because yes. it's so perfect and he's like I remember in Take It Like a Man he was like what's that smell? Love Subtext Subtext <laughs> by Calvin Klein Yeah <laughs> and then she was like Love by Chanel and it's love- like Oh my it's God. so stupidly funny. It's so it's funny. so well written. Yeah, but for me, my favorite song is Ireland and Ireland Reprise. Ooh, Orphe. Mostly, mostly because of Orphe's mm-hmm. vocal range. Yes, her voice is so stunning. It's amazing what she can do. And with it's that sound. one of a kind. You can't. You don't hear anyone like her. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember I was at the student media office, which mm-hmm. we're going to be part of. We will talk about that mm-hmm. more later. Yes. Um, I remember I was at the office and it was early in the morning. And Aaron Baluran, who is a friend of ours, mm-hmm. um, walked in and I was like, good morning. And he was like, basically, we just ex- exchanged pleasantries because mm-hmm. as friends do. lang ganon and everything. And then... Um, I sat down and I opened my laptop because the night before I stopped in the middle of watching Legally Blonde. So he was like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, I'm watching Legally Blonde. 
And he was like, the movie? Oh no, the musical. And he's like, my musical yon. And I'm like, yeah, it's really good. You should watch it. So like, we hooked up my laptop to the TV. Yes, and yes. we watched it. Like, I remember Mickey came in too and Franny came in also. And they were just watching with me and they were like, so intent. Like, I was trying to give comments and Aaron would be like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> and I'm just like, he's really absorbed. Really absorbed. I'm, I'm glad that you're <laughs> enjoying yourself, but like, I want to give you some subtext by Calvin Klein. <laughs> but yeah, it was, and like, at some point, I had to leave because I had class. And he was like, you want me to the laptop, mo, balik mo na lang after. And I'm like, but my readings. <laughs> So I, I, I he no liked choice. it that much. He loved it that much, and then like, I I I left my laptop there, and like, thank God that the prof didn't ask for readings, and then I came back after, and they were almost finishing, and I was like, so what? Which after after it ended, I was like, which part did you like best? And he said Ireland by Orfe, because oh, her taste. voice now talaga was like unique something else and it's mm-hmm. something else it's really something else not to mention fun fact um i forgot the name of who's the asshole uh warner no not warner oh. the other warner one asshole. the one oh the paulette the one with paulette oh what's his name was the husband of yeah the ex-husband yeah. yes yeah um I think it was, let me think. Uh, it was, Basta Orfe was there, and uh, he's also the same guy who's the UPS man. Yes, he's also Kyle. Yeah, he's also Kyle. And did you know that he and Orfe are married? In real life? In real life. So cute. It's so what? cute. Cause like it's so, I did not know that. Can you believe they're married in real life? Aww. And I think they have like two or three kids. I'm not sure. I don't remember wow. anymore. But after I after because the first time I watched Legally Blonde the musical, I I do this weird thing. I don't think it's weird because I think a lot of people do it. But after I watch a movie, I search for the cast again. Because mm-hmm. either I saw a hot guy or I wanted to give credit to like an <laughs> actor. Yeah. Or I want to follow a hot guy, or I think this actor's <laughs> um, specific performance was really good, or there's a hot guy, or uh, I think the sound design was really great, or there's a hot guy, oh, and then yes. mm-hmm. the director was amazing in it, and mm-hmm. you know basically the cycle goes on. Yeah. And then um, after I watched Legally Blonde the musical for the first time, I just searched the cast. And then I got mm-hmm. so deep into it to the point that I found out that Orfe and Kyle, the UPS guy, are married in real life. And it's so, so nice sweet because they fall in love in Legally Blonde the musical. It's really sweet. It's really, really sweet. Oh, yes. Wow. But also, um, uh, a runner-up would mm-hmm. be positive. Yes, iconic. Very of course. iconic. <laughs> of course. Anion, um, when they go like, hello, Greek chorus. Greek chorus. <laughs> Greek chorus. The Greek love chorus it. is amazing. I love that I touch in the music. I love, I love the, I love the costume design too. And the like, um, instead of like m- making them new outfits, they just turned all of the outfits that they were already wearing white. White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so. It was you know, hard. But I was like. <laughs> That's that's actually it was one of those moments that like I was expecting for more, but then it just kind of like, wait, that's actually smart. Smart. It's one of those you things. Know, just a spin. Yeah, and then um, another runner-up would be um, what do you call that? You bend and snap. Oh yes, I I was so excited when I first heard there was a musical. The first thing I thought of was the bend and snap because it was it. already like. A musical number-ish in the movie. Exactly. I was like, what are they going to do with it in the musical? And like, they made it into like a cheerleader-y vibe. Yes. Honestly, it's so well. It's so good. It's so cute. It's really so good. (laughs) All right. 
So, our last musical for tonight, let's go for something a little old school. Mm-hmm. We're going to go somewhere a little old school. We're going to go with Les Mis. Oh my goodness, Les Mis. Oh, you have no idea how important this musical is to me. It's like musicals 101 for me. It was one of the first ones I was exposed to. Yeah. And, you know, being the basic musical kid back then on my own was the thing for me. Of course. Yes. Honestly, same. <laughs> I watched, um, I remember the movie came out when I was, I think, second year high school or third year high school. Mm-hmm. And after school, we went to my friend's house because it was near the school and we watched it together. And I remember the next day I was pretending that I was Eponine. <laughs> like... I mean, you, we've all been there. That's true. But like, <laughs> have you ever been at like one of those moments where like you're walking through a hallway or all by yourself, you're clutching your books? And you yes. Oh my God. Video. Or like when you're cleaning the house on your own. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my own. <laughs> on my own. Pretending he's beside me. Yeah. It was, <laughs> girl, it was so good. I really loved every bit of it. Yes. Same, same thoughts with On My Own. On My Own is, mm, oh my God. I also like yeah, the song. I also really like the song where the kid dies. Ooh, um, wait, I forgot the. I, I forgot the title of it. Where the kid dies. Yeah. Um, oh, I think it's called The Death of Gavroche. We should have known. Very, yeah. very straightforward. The death of Gavroche. Like, how can you forget? It's literally, literally in the title. The death of Gavroche. But anyway, <laughs> on that note, thank you so much. We will be back in a few mo- in a few seconds, minutes. I don't know. With you guys, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be back with more anything and everything with Stephen Arhenta, and we'll be back with Miss Caitlin Bundia. So see you soon. Yeah. See you in a bit. Welcome back to Anything and Everything with Sifan Argente. Once again, I'm your host and we're back with Miss Caitlin Bundia. Say hi, Caitlin. Hello. Great. So now we've brushed up on our Broadway basics. I love that word, Broadway basics. Mm, it looks Beautiful. like a clothing line. Broadway <laughs> basics. And anyway, and um, for this next part, I actually want to talk to you about your college days because we weren't really close back when we were in, back when you were in college and... Yes. I'm really curious mm-hmm. as to how that experience for you was. So um, from what I know, you studied psychology at De La Salle University. I did, yes. I, I did. And wh- why did you choose psychology to begin with? Uh, well, my first uh, choice mm-hmm. for college and course was to take up um, an arts course somewhere. You know, yeah. I was considering photography in the field. Yeah. But um, my dad told me, hey, uh, I think you should study something that you can maybe fall back on or some, like an actual yeah. discipline. Yeah. So I got into LaSalle for psychology because um, I decided if I'm going to study an actual discipline, it should be something that I find interesting. That's and true. And I thought psychology is just a fascinating subject. Mm-hmm. That's good. And 
I like that you um, focus on something that you were really interested in. And I want to know what aspects of psychology were you initially interested in? Like what, what about psychology struck your mind? Um, I used to believe that I find psychology interesting because, you know, I like studying the abnormal psych area. But the more I progressed through my course, I realized developmental psychology is my favorite. You know, I want to figure out or I want to learn how a certain person uh, grows and becomes who they are, what molds a person, just behavioral things that make a person who they are. Yeah, I I really find that interesting. Um, I think, so you know how like in the DLSU set, we have like three options for courses, right? Mm-hmm. We've, I think we've talked about this before, but yes. my top three was, my first choice was com arts, communication mm-hmm. arts. My second was chemical engineering. Oh my goodness, I can't imagine. <laughs> right? Like, it's so far <laughs> apart. Because I was good at chemistry back in high school. So I was like, maybe, maybe, oh. we, can, maybe we can give it a shot. And then my third, one, my third one was psychology. So I was like, oh. so like at least if I didn't get into commerce, I had like, I can choose between mm-hmm. the two. And could have been blockmates. We could have been blockmates, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, well, fortunately, I got into commerce. Fortunately for you. Yes. For me, unfortunately for our friendship. Um, I got into community <laughs> arts and... I love it. I love it so much. But I feel like um, the way I see things would be different if I were mm-hmm. in psychology. Like, um, we mm-hmm. have this running joke in com arts. Actually, it's not a joke. It's kind of like a fact. Like, um, what, once you get into com arts, you will not watch films the same way. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a self-confessor. I'm, yes. Like, I'm not an editor in any way. Like, I know the basics of mm-hmm. editing, but that's pretty much it. And, mm-hmm. but I, I, I found myself, like, I caught myself watching a film. I forgot what it was. But then I was like, in my head, I was thinking, oh, that's not the right angle for that. Why is the camera <laughs> panning? Why is the camera panning? Stop panning. And I'm actually... Like, what what's with the zoom ins? What is this? At the area? <laughs> like I don't I don't get it. And I was like, oh shit. I'm You're not Walmart taking here. it apart. Yeah, I'm taking <laughs> it apart. And even the sound design, I was like, okay, that's not the right tone for this. Like it would just come out of the blue. And like I don't know how to get these thoughts out of my head anymore, but it's right there. I remember I was watching something with you recently. Yeah. I think it was a trailer or something. Yeah. And I was with you, Rain and Luthien, and you're all Comart students, and you're all yeah. picking it apart. Yeah. I was like, wow, Comart students. We are wild. We are fierce. <laughs> like, we will pick you apart and tear you down. <laughs> and it was just, I don't. But yeah, so. That's me with calm arts, but like, mm-hmm. has your view of the world changed ever since you got into psychology? Yes, um, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but you That's know, okay. I feel like I've gotten a different understanding of people, and you know, I'm a lot more tolerant with yeah people. Like and your their patience kind of grows. Yes, because, you know, sometimes as a psych student, I'm like, I know why you're like that, so I can't get mad. But I know why you're like that. (laughs) I don't think you should be using that against people. Like, girl, oh. (laughs) Like, I I can't even get mad sometimes because I get it. But, you know. (laughs) That's true. But at the same time, yeah. It's just kind of like, I I guess it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, it is. I guess it's worse for you than for us commerce students because for us, we only have to endure it for like an hour or two until the film ends. <laughs> but for you, it's kind of like the entire world and how you interact with it. I mean, you know, one of the things I learned as well 
is to not judge people for why they're doing something. You know, like I know why you're like that, but I will not judge you. It's okay. okay it's your experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really so nice. So I'm able to like, yeah, separate it. Okay. At least that's that. That was actually going to be my next question. Like, how do you separate the psychology from like oh. your view? <laughs> but since we're on the topic of psychology, anyway, um, as I think by the time this comes out, the other episodes have already come out too, or there's already some context. But actually, you know what? I don't. I don't hide it. I'm actually very proud of it. Um, I have been going to therapy for more than a year now, and since we're on the topic of psychology. I want to talk about mental health. Obviously, we have mm-hmm. we have to go there. She yes. has to go there. Mm-hmm. So, um, my first question was: um, You was is there like well less on mental health, more on you first? Was there like a time that you were like, oh, I want to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist, like a practicing um, psychiatrist? Yes and no. <laughs> I'm, I did think about becoming a psychiatrist, but, you know, that would require really being, um, it's kind of weird because you have to be a sponge, but at the same time, don't absorb it too much. Yeah, that's true. You need to, like, learn separate but, stuff. Yes. So, you know, that part really, um, it sounded way too, like, way too much for me. So, yeah. so I did want to become a psychologist, you know, just I, I love studying psych. So I wanted to see where I could go from there. Yeah. Like, I, I considered forensic psych for a while. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm like, I'm still considering it for master's or something or doctorate, but um, we'll see where it goes. Like, we'll see where it goes, yeah. of, course, of course. So um, for me, I have been going to therapy for almost a year now and mm-hmm. no for almost a year now for more than a year now and I find that um, when looking for a psychiatrist the very basics of things should be you should be able to connect with your psychiatrist like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the very foundation of your relationship with your psychiatrist because this person is going to like this is going to sound bad, but, like, this person is going to nitpick you, basically. This person is going to, like, mm-hmm. pick you up, break you apart, see your inner workings, and kind of understand you from your point mm-hmm. of view and from the inside out. And you need to be able to be comfortable with the person that you're talking to and be able to trust them fully and yes. have them understand what you're actually trying to say. Right? True. Because I've had three psychs over the course of the beginning of my therapy the first one she so um i think i think there i think this was like a bad like a malpractice but like from what i know you shouldn't diagnose patients on the first session right um that's generally frowned upon because you really need need to get to know your patient but you know i'm not licensed so i have no idea what yeah but like I also going through that. I think uh, I think the like they should. I think the minimum should be like five or six sessions before they diagnose you. And in my experience, let's just give it time. That's true. We have time. It's fine. We're gonna keep paying you. Calm down. (laughs) And like in my experience, um, I was diagnosed on my first session, and I was Mm. like, oh. Okay, this is weird. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I was actually misdiagnosed. See, that's the problem there. Yeah. That's she, like um very, very like it, it's very, very possible if you try to diagnose on the first session. That's true. I mean it's it's the first session, love. Calm down, we have time. And um, she diagnosed me as bipolar one. And um, after that, I was like, mom, this isn't working. Um, I don't like I'm not connecting as well with her. And I think we, I should move to a different site. And thankfully, my mom is understanding enough and was like, yes. all right, we'll look for a different one. 
So we looked for a different one. Um, this one, Amanda, is like the most qualified among the three psychs. But also she's the worst psych I've ever had. Oh. He's like, I don't... Did I say her details? Um, I don't think I should. I don't think I should. I will just... Okay, what would happen? Like, I, will ju- I will just say, like, she's very well established in the psych world. Especially in the Philippine okay. psych world. And um, she's very, very well established in the psych world, in the Philippine psych world. But um, I opened up to her and um, of course, I had to talk about gender and at that point in time, I hadn't come out yet. So I had to talk about gender and that I was anxious because I felt like I had to hide some part of myself and all that kind of stuff. And um, her diagnosis was, well, she she switched my diagnosis. So that's one thing that I mm-hmm. got something good out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, you're not bipolar one. And I'm like, I'm not? Okay. He was like, you're bipolar too. And I'm like, I'm bipolar too? <laughs> wow. And I'm like, so what's the difference? So, yeah. Caitlin, I'm going to rely on you for this one. Do you remember oh, what the difference is between bipolar 1 and bipolar 2? Uh, oh, God. I think it's... The, um, I'm sorry if I put one. you on the spot. It's fine. <laughs> bipolar 1, from my understanding, is much more severe. I think it is. It, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the specific uh, symptoms or behaviors, but it's usually like that. It's like a spectrum. It is. For, it is yes, of severity. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was told too when I asked her to like explain it to me. And mm-hmm. um, so that's one thing that I got something good out of her. But then I mm-hmm. was talking to her about like gender and that I, I was anxious that I hadn't come out yet. And it was like, it felt like I was hiding a part of myself from my parents who should see the entire part of me, parts of me. And she was like, she was pushing the agenda that I was trans. Oh. And I'm like, I'm not, I just like wearing heels. And she keeps <laughs> going to like, is it because you're confused about who you are? And I'm like, no, I know who I am. Stop it. And like, she kept pushing the agenda that like, it went on for like five or six sessions and she cost did, so much. She cost like did four she think It was because of your sexuality because, you know, you're really supposed to separate that from your patient most of the time. I think she thought it was about my sexuality. And I'm like, I'm not paying you to tell me to come to terms with my sexuality because I've already come to terms with my sexuality and stop pushing the, the, the agenda that I'm trans because I'm not. She's not. She's really not. You know me. I'm not trans. I'm just gay. Very gay. <laughs> and then finally, yeah. I reached my third psychiatrist. I told my mom, mom, she's way too old. She doesn't understand me. Let's change to a different psychiatrist. And okay. my third psychiatrist is actually referred to me by a close friend of mine who I met through the quarantine. And she, we have the same psych now. And he's, he's really good. Um, he's, mm. he's much younger. And because he's much younger, he's much cheaper also. But um, the cheapness of his fee doesn't come with like, it's not like parang he's also gonna not put in an effort. He always puts in an effort. Like, in every, every with every patient that he has, mm-hmm. he always puts in the effort. And um, I'm very surprised that he's that cheap because honestly, we should be paying him more uh, from, from what I think. And oh. he's much younger, which means he can connect more with me. And he understands yes. my point of view and he gets what I'm saying. And, He's more progressive, especially. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I loved about him was, um, it was like, the first two psychs were always like, how are you feeling? And I tell them how I was feeling. And they were like, why does that make you feel sad? And I'm like, girl, I just told you. Like, <laughs> what more do you want? But with him, I'm going to rant about something. And he's, he's going to be like, yeah, that fucking sucks. <laughs> understanding, see, right? yeah. very understanding. 
And like, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I love about having him as my psych now. Because he rides with you. He wants to mm-hmm. see what you're thinking and see your perspective before he gives his advice. And it's good. He's really, really good. But um, with mental health, especially there's more conversations about mental health now more than ever. And I hope that these conversations continue on and hopefully yes. have better quality of conversations in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, what, When tackling mental health, what are the basics of what people should know? Um, like in general, Sorry, was that a heavy think... question? Was that a heavy question? <laughs> it's fine. It's just, it's very broad. It's very um, broad. In general, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think one of the basics is to understand that everyone experiences things differently, and therefore we react to things differently. Differently. Um, so, you know someone could be going through a certain thing or they experience a certain type of situation and it hurts them. Yeah. But some people will be like, why, why did that hurt you? You know, exactly. um, we shouldn't judge. And, um, you know, I hate the saying that other people have it worse. <laughs> I that's think true. that's really a big part as to why there's a stigma yeah. when it comes to mental illness, so, yeah. you know? So as soon as we, like, get rid of that belief or, you know, as m- the more we absorb that people experience things differently, and it's fine. You don't have to get it. You just have to ex- respect exactly. this and continue yeah. to be good to people, you know? That's true. So, yeah. And it costs nothing to be kind and good to people, right? Absolutely like, zero. You just need a little bit of compassion, but also, mm-hmm. there are going to be days where you, you're going to burst. Now, like, you can't always be kind to people, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. from my experience, I suggest you have a rant buddy. <laughs> yes. It's someone you Someone you talk shit to. <laughs> someone, you talk, someone you talk shit with. In confidence. Like, in confidence, of course. In, yes. Always in confidence. Mm-hmm. Just to release... Some Just to release, yes. It's healthy, healthy like, release. Yeah, healthy release, I would say. And also, I think um, I'm not encouraging people to talk shit about stuff. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm really not. I'm really, really not encouraging people to talk shit. But like, I think um, it's, I think exploring your entire range of emotions is a good thing. Like, yes, you I can't agree. be nice and kind all the time. And that's okay. You can't mm-hmm. please everybody. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, there are like certain there are aspects. Exactly. There are boundaries mm-hmm. to like what you can and can't do. And mm-hmm. sometimes uh, there are going to be times where you're going to break. And I think, yeah, I really think having a rant buddy is something that you should have. But again, yes. in confidence. Yes. And I think the rant buddy should be like someone... Um, who's level more level-headed in that moment. So yeah. if, for example, your um, feelings get to be too much or kind of dangerous or harmful yeah. towards yourself or others, they can talk you down. That's you know? true, yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's that would be a healthy practice too. And um, I want to share because mm-hmm. I paid good money for this. Um, yes. I love that I'm just saying I'm, I paid good money for things. <laughs> but um, one thing I learned from, well, five things. Oh, wait. Four things that I've learned from my psychiatrist is um, when you have uh, emotions that are too overwhelming, you mm-hmm. should learn to, number one, disengage. Mm-hmm. Number two, focus on something else. And once you're calm either continue working or number three process things using cognitive behavioral therapy which is basically journaling like there are i think there are five steps to cognitive behavioral therapy and they're different forms yes yeah that's but the five steps is what he gave me basically he was Mm -hmm. like write it down jot it down yes Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it the next session 
And then number four, if everything fails, if if it's if if it becomes too drastic, he told me to use my emergency meds, to take my emergency meds. So okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been actively trying to not use my emergency meds because I don't I don't want to rely on them. And right. I I just I just think that like um there are better ways to cope. And I should at least try before I do anything. Before I do, before okay. I take emergency meds. Don't and is that so? working out for you? I think it is working out for me. I mean, um, I think I've learned to cope with my emotions more mm-hmm. because I know that I have a backup. Does that make sense? That makes sense. But like mm-hmm. I, I know yeah. I have something to fall back on, so I know how to cope over with things yeah. more. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, personally, like trying to be objective here, you should probably tell your psych that you're doing this, but it's yeah. working for you. But it's working if for me, yeah. he's really understanding, and if he says, "Okay, if it works for you, then fine." Usually, that's what how I expect him to react. I think that's how he's going to react also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We have time for, we have a little bit of more time. So uh, I would like to ask you my last and final question. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I have two questions left, but the other one is <laughs> kind of like supplementary. So okay. Um, for my last question for you, with all of the experiences that you've had from the beginning of your birth to up until now, with your every experience, um, mm-hmm. what is one lesson that you learned that you still take with you up until today? Wow. Hmm. And that you can that you you give to people. Ooh, there's a lot, and I would like to continue learning, but I think maybe that's it. You know, uh, I just I love to learn. And one of the things that came with that is um, I was able to leave behind this notion that I can't be wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, humans make mistakes, and making mistakes is literally the most human thing you could ever do in your life. That is true, yeah, I agree. So, you know, as soon as I really absorbed that, so many different doors and ways of thinking open in my life you know um i no longer feel the need to be better than other people which was like a really horrible motivation i yeah, can only want to better myself exactly for myself um you know and it's helped me become a better friend a better daughter niece grandchild because like I'm just, I'm learning. And I understand that other people are learning too. That's so, true. You know, I, I like want to keep doing that. That's yeah. so gorgeous. That's such, <laughs> <Thank> cute, <you. laughs> that's such a lovely, like, last anecdote for our session. <laughs> session? Yeah. For our episode. <laughs> and um, my, la- my, my last and final question is, for our listeners right now who want to engage with you or interact with you or just give you a shout out or a follow, um, is there anything that you would like to plug or like where can they reach you if they oh want my. to reach you? If you don't <laughs> want them to reach you, it's also all right. Um, they can follow me on Instagram and they can message me or something. Um, but do I want to plug anything? My family owns a bread business. It's called Buenos Dias Panaderia. Please buy from us. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, yeah. So, Caitlin... What's your Instagram again? Um, at Caitlin Goodday. At Caitlin Goodday. And I understand you also have an Instagram shop for your Buenos Dias Panaderia, right? Yes, my tita owns it, yeah. Okay, and that is at? At Buenos Dias Panaderia. Oh, okay. Very straightforward. Yes. All right. <laughs> Great. Easy to remember. Right. So the links, <laughs> the, the um, links to those will be in the episode description of the show. So... 
Yes. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for being a guest for my episode Thank tonight. Thank you for having I, me. I hope you had fun as much as I, I did. did. Oh it's my God. This was fun. a lovely conversation. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation and I'm so happy that we had this time together. Me too. So much fun. Yeah. Thank you again. And anyway, this has been Anything and Everything with Stephen and Hinton. We'll see you real soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Anything and Everything with Stephen Argente. My guest this week was Caitlin Buendia and you can find her Instagram as well as the Instagram for their bakery on the episode description of the show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sagargente. Our theme music is Anything Under the Moon by Alephon and you can find him on Bandcamp at alephon.bandcamp.com and Alephon on Spotify. If you enjoyed this episode, then please tell your friends and why not subscribe? We have more content for you, so stay tuned and see you soon.